It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the first of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 816 of Lockdown Raptors for Friday, October the 30th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show wherever you get your podcasts on all of the different platforms, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Please consider leaving a rating or a review. It's very much appreciated when you go ahead and do that. And do the same for all the other Lockdown Podcast Network shows that we have covering all the teams of the big four sports, all the leagues with national shows. We've got draft shows for the NBA and NFL as well, so please make sure you're subscribing, rating, and reviewing on all the shows that you want to support. All right. On today's show, as promised all week, I'm very, very excited about today's guest as we are going to uh, talk to A, a huge Raptors fan, and B, plug the hell out of an album everybody should be getting on Friday. It is the lead singer of the wonderful Toronto punk band, the, o- the OBGMs. It is Denzel McFarland. Denz, how are you, man? Living the dream, man. Trying to be the captain of the apocalypse. That's me right over here. You know? I mean... Thank you so much for having me, Sean. Yeah, of course, man. We could do worse in terms of captains for the hell world we live in. Um, That's what I'm saying, right? Uh, so first of all, uh, your album, the ends, uh, comes out Friday. Everyone go get it on all the streaming services, uh, buy the vinyls, buy whatever's available. There's a lot of stuff you can go with. It's just ob obgms.ca.com. Where can people find the stuff? Dot com obgms.com for pretty much everything. We'll have all the links there. Uh, and yeah, yeah. People should, should do all of those things. Yeah. Buy it. So I think it's the greatest album of all time. I mean, thriller and, uh, the OBGM's ends. It's right on top. <laughs> so, uh, it's it. the day before Halloween, the album right up there with yeah. thriller. That makes perfect sense. Uh, well-timed. Hey, well all intentional, out. all intentional. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about the album at the end, uh, of no pun intended, but we first, uh, we want to talk to you about, you're Raptors fandom, man. You're a huge Raptors fan. You guys are from Toronto, uh, and you are a very, very vocal tweeter during Raptors games and events, things like that, which is always fun. Uh, so let me just kind of go back to the beginning, Dents. Where does your Raptors fandom kind of originate from? Were you someone who grew up with like the Vince Carter era? Was it a little bit later in sort of the We the North reboot in 2013-ish when they got good again? Uh, when did you uh, fall in love with this team that drives us all, drives us all uh, up the wall with insanity, whether they have good or bad results. Absolutely. Um, I discovered, well, I've been a fan since 1995, um, but uh, I loved having a team in Toronto um, during the Jordan era, the end of the Jordan era. It was amazing. Uh, but like, I really became a dedicated and true Raptors fan, like in like late high school. Uh, I went through a 
the hor horrible breakup, and I thought I was going to be single for the rest of my life, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and to cope, uh, I started reading rappers' news every day, um, and uh, and that just became a thing. Like so, like I still read rappers' news like every day, or sports news like every day, uh, but uh, like earlier on, I would be on like the really really big emotional waves, meaning every time we lost. I'd feel all those same emotions from the breakup. Oh. <laughs> and every time we won, it just felt like it was an amazing thing. So uh, um, yes, uh, completely over that, just so you know. But uh, just <laughs> to let you know. Glad to hear it. <laughs> as my fiance, as my fiance is in the background here, looking at me all sus. <laughs> oh God. So you mentioned you would read Raptors news every day. Who were your guys? Who were your? Would you, were you like in the deep blogs, like getting the like the Ooh, fan perspective? Chuck were Swirsky, you like Chuck, okay, Chuck? Yeah, Chuck Swirsky a lot, a lot of Chuck Swirsky. I was very hurt uh, when he when he left us. Mm -hmm. uh, Doug Smith, I was reading uh, his mailbag uh, regularly. Uh, those are the ones I can remember right now. Uh, more recently, Blake Murphy had been spying on him for a few years. That guy. So, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, Blake, the guy who makes all of us other Raptors uh, content people look terrible all the time. But it's great because it, it's it's impossible <laughs> to be mad at him because he's the nicest person in the world. It sucks. Uh. <laughs> so good. It's so good. I love him. I love yeah. him. Yeah. Um, so when you mentioned sort of high school is when you kind of really got into it, uh, you know, is there – a team, maybe it, it, we'll talk about the championship in the second segment after the break, but I kind of want to get into like the deep shit, right? Where I think yeah. a lot of Raptors fans appreciated the title so much because of all the garbage they had to watch for a very long time that kind of informed all of that Raptors fan turmoil and anxiety that would come yeah. out every time anything bad happened. Uh, even just like a single basket in the second quarter, people will lose their minds yeah. at, at times, it Absolutely. seems. Is there a, a team that kind of stands out to you from like the pre-good team era that you particularly latched on to? Maybe a player or two who you were like a particular stand for uh, from, I guess, anywhere in that 2000s range uh, on through uh, when they got good again? Oh, man, I had, I had a lot of favorites uh, back in the day. Like we're going... I can just name random players that I was in love with and depending on the year, um, <laughs> like, you know, uh, Antonio Davis. I was a really big Antonio Davis fan. I saw him a few times and I was like, Hey, you're Antonio Davis. He's like, yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> um, Keon Clark, uh, yes. because I just loved his potential. And uh, unfortunately this, the story didn't play out the way it should have, you know, um, uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Chris Bosh, of course, uh, just because they changed the complete culture of what it meant to be a Raptor. People actually want to play for us now, which is <laughs> crazy. It, like, you remember overpaying everybody? We still do, but, like, you really remember overpaying people uh, to be here? Do you remember people saying they would never come to Canada to play with us uh, oh, yeah. and not coming, <laughs> you know? So, uh, so having players... Having play Sorry, it's why I love Jalen Rose so much because Jalen Rose is like the one guy from that era who's like, Toronto was great. I got to party every single night. It ruled. <laughs> and he was trying to do the propaganda. It wasn't quite working, but he was yeah. out there at least, uh, you know, spreading the good word about Toronto. Um, 
it was a slow it was a slow build like a lot of people a lot of the rap a lot of those players only really liked us in the summer right um and now they can be here all year round because we're not that much colder than milwaukee so so uh, so you know and uh, yeah, i know you're not going there Giannis. so 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 um so yeah like I, 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 there's just so many play alvin williams you know just for a heart um big time like like Charles Oakley when he was with us, Jorge Garbajosa. Oh. Um, yeah, got an, uh, the year that we should have went all the way. That's the first time I felt we were going to go all the way, but he, uh, you know, that, <laughs> but the, that, that ankle injury, the gruesome one, uh, mm-hmm. changed his career. Uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's a tough question, man. I can name a player on every single team, every yeah. single Raptors team since 95, probably. So the guys I love are like the ones who were never going to be anything, but because you're a dumb sports fan in your teens or whatever, you just assume, mm-hmm. oh, well, this guy's going to be around forever. My guy was uh, Omar Cook, who played like nine oh, games, yes. <laughs> nine games at the end of like 0405, had like a Good. 19 and eight in the final episode of the, uh, or in the final game of the final episode. I got podcast brain, final game of the season. And I was like, Omar Cook, point guard of the future, baby. And then he never played again in the NBA. Uh, it's just yeah, so many dudes like that. I was like, he's playing for that check. Look, we got we got a good little feeder system going on right over here. Like, <laughs> like the, the, the the point guard turmoil for like the last twenty years it was pretty funny because we always got like a new one. And I was yeah. Like, yeah, they got some promise, you know. Like, Jared Bayless, baby. Yeah. Bayless, <laughs> Calderon, Williams, to Lowry, where it's like, oh yeah, this is real. <laughs> this is real. Yeah, real point guard. That's great. Yeah, um, my my favorite of those of that group is Jarrett Jack, who they brought in because he was friends with Chris Bosh, and they were like, "Yeah, that that'll convince him to stay, right?" <laughs> and then you're just stuck with Jarrett Jack afterwards. It's not what you want. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, I love that. So I want to get in then to your experience with the championship run, in particular, uh, being in a band while a championship run for the team that you love is going on. But first, I want to tell people about our sponsor for today, which is Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar you're ever going to try. They have six new flavors as well, joining their original lineup of 12 that uh, are awesome. They've got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, joining their original lineup, which includes some of my favorites like banana bread, peanut butter, and the all-time greatest flavor, toffee almond. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious person as well. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high fiber and they're great for keto diets as well and the great thing about built bars is that they're not like these gritty sandy like messes of bars you have to put in the microwave just so they're edible they are basically like a chocolate bar but they're much healthier for example the cookies and cream uh, flavor one of the new ones has 17 grams of protein just 130 calories four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs and right now when you go to BuiltBar.com, you're going to get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. In addition, you're going to get 20% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off and a free cooler at BuiltBar.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. 
How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, Den, so the championship run, still just over a year away. We'll be talking about it and remembering it forever, I think, uh, because it ruled, and I never want to stop talking about it. I'm always fascinated by people who are in bands who are fans of sports teams because it seems like a difficult hobby to keep up. Either you're traveling like in strange time zones and it doesn't line up or you're in the right time zone, but you're playing shows while the games are going on. And there's that whole sort of conflict that happens. We've had Steve Sladkowski on this podcast from our pals over at Pup. Yes. Uh, and yeah. he's a crazy, insane Raptors fan as well. And, you know, he's got plenty of stories of like blowing off, uh, you know, after parties and stuff like that to watch games or watching games on tiny screens while on stage uh, <laughs> or whatever it is. So I'm curious, like when that runs going on and, you know, every game is enormous and the finals are coming to Toronto. What are you guys up to at that time? Are you is this a problem? Are you touring? Are you playing games? Are you playing shows while these games are going on? Like, what's the experience for you guys and you in particular as a Raps yeah. fan as that's all playing out? That's honestly this. Uh, it lined up very imperfectly, but perfect all the same <laughs> because at the time um, we were writing this album, The Ends, or I was writing this album, The Ends, uh, and I had a trip to LA um like the week before uh the finals mm-hmm. and i was in italy actually uh, when the when the finals was happening because i didn't realize that i spent a year planning a trip because i was going to propose to my fiance my now fiance <laughs> but i booked it in i booked it in june and I didn't really think anything of it because the Raptors aren't playing in June. Uh, but, but at that time we were. Uh, so, so uh, like, true story. And she's sitting in the background, she's shaking her head. <laughs> um, I believe it was the, the day after uh, I proposed. Um, I stayed up all night until 4 a.m. And I was like, yo, we, we won the championship. And, and then I was like, I was like, yo, um, I need to go home. <laughs> so I just proposed. I need to go home. I was watching videos of just people celebrating in the streets. And I was like, I've been waiting for this so long. It happened. We want like we're in the two minute mark. And I was like, we we won. It's and I'm here <laughs> in Italy. <laughs> um and uh and uh, we were supposed to go on some uh, really, really nice excursion that I owe her still uh, the day after, but I was so tired that I, I couldn't wake up to take the train. <laughs> I couldn't wake up to take the train uh, the day after because I was like, yo, I was up all night. Um, we had, I had to be up by 7 a.m. to catch the train to another town uh, in the south there. <laughs> but uh, I will always remember this uh, for. As she's in the background saying me too. Like, I, will remember, I, will, I will always remember that. Uh, and now uh, it's changed my travel schedules. I just will not be it. Like right around the time I know, we'll know when the finals is approximately yeah. uh, when the season starts. Like we can just eyeball it. I know I won't be booking trips at that time. So, so yeah. it is what it is. 
it's gone to the point yeah. for me when it comes to like planning things out for June and stuff where like the year they won the championship uh, in December, I knew they had Kawhi. I knew they were very good. I knew there was a chance they could make the finals. And my fiance herself, she loves the sound of music. And it was in town for the first time in a while playing at one of the theaters in Toronto. And so I went back and like looked at the schedules of previous finals and realized they had the same pattern for the days that the games take place on. It's like Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, yep. Saturday or whatever. And it like, I had tracked it back like 10 years just to make sure I had the pattern down. And yeah, so, the math, yes. yeah. And there were like two days where the sound of music was playing. And thankfully one of them was like the day before game one. And so I was like, yeah, six months out, I'm doing this. And boy, was I ever happy that I did that because uh, our weekend was lovely. <laughs> there was no interruptions. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah. I, I'm also the kind of way too. like you say, you won't ever forget that. Obviously um, I'm the kind of person who all of my life milestones, I, just have to think about what sport was going on at the time to remember. And I get in shit for that a lot too. <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah, we got engaged when uh, the, the blue Jays got Boba Shett and he was on that hitting streak. That's right. I, I remember that now, uh, <laughs> you know, Love sports it. brain worms, right? Um, Love it. Did you get to go to the parade? Did you end up getting back in time or? Yes. Yeah, I did. I did get to go to the parade. Um, and it was incredible. I got a lot of footage on my phone. Uh, I got to see that Larry OB up close, you know, so uh, I'll always remember that. Got to see Marcus Hall acting a damn fool <laughs> all up and down. <laughs> so, uh, and I loved it. And, and uh, ah, but man, but the parade is cool. But that day after, though, like yeah. when people are on the streets, like <laughs> that. I need that. So they're going to need to go ahead and get that chip in like the next two years so I can do that. Yeah. I, I, that night I was, uh, so I was writing a book uh, with a friend of the show, Alex Wong, like a, like a finals commemorative book basically. And we had one last thing to write. It was like a finals uh, MVP, like little blurb, like 400 words on Kawhi or whatever. And I'd mostly pre-written it because I figured he was going to win it. When Fred started hitting all those threes in the fourth, I was getting pretty scared because I was looking at uh, the number of pitchers on our table at Hurricanes uh, <laughs> and thinking, oh, shit, uh, this could be bad if I have to write something coherently here. But no, we ended up, uh, my fiance uh, was a hero and drove home as I uh, hung out the window on Bloor Street and high-fived every single person, a thing every that I can't imagine doing right now um she never, screamed at a garbage can yeah she screamed to get that garbage out of here at a garbage truck driver who blared his horn it was wonderful um that that night yeah you need to have that experience of just like going out in the street with strangers and uh, Absolutely. for some reason every business along bloor having fireworks ready to go off at the time uh, in the middle of wow. june yeah it was something else man so i hope you get that <laughs> at some point because it ruled might be it might be some time but i think it's i think it's i think it's like this year, but unfortunately we didn't get to the, where we wanted to go, mm -hmm. but like, I honestly attribute that to just the pandemic and it kind of just messing up our flow because I honestly yeah. felt like this year we were poised to, poised to make the finals. Um, so, but I feel like that every year. So, so <laughs> uh, I call, I call a Raptors championship literally at the start of every year. And hey, I man, was you'll right be right eventually. Last time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was right last time. So, you know, uh, and yeah, I need it. I need that experience. Yeah, I um, 
it's funny like looking back i i I always feel the same way too like they win 50 something games and they have like these amazing metrics and it's like yeah they should be in the finals or whatever it is and then you go back and it's like oh grievous vasquez was the third best player on that team maybe they shouldn't have made the finals in 2014 uh but he was balling out of control though he was balling out of control that year, though. I remember Grievous. He was doing playing for the money. <laughs> so. I think I want to say it was at the game where he did the the skip to Malou after he. Actually, no, yes. I was at game two of that wizard series, not game one. Game two was the lowest sports fan experience of my life. Watching Lou Williams, who I hated, win six man of the year. James Johnson, who I also hated, get a standing ovation as he came into the game and got a three drilled in his eye by Paul Pierce immediately. And then they lost Oof. that game after I spent the only money I had like two months after finishing school uh, <laughs> to go to that stupid game. Do you have like a, like a lowest Raptors fan moment? Like the time where you just like yes, I couldn't a, pick yourself couple, up off man. the floor. Uh, I have a couple. Uh, one was uh, the end of the Vince Carter era. Uh, I remember yeah. when they're playing the Blazers uh, and I, and I on Twitter talked to Reggie Evans about this, uh, <laughs> but uh, like the rumor was that Vince told uh, a play, uh, uh, like the final play, gave up the final play to the other team. Yeah. And and Reggie Evans confirmed that. <laughs> so so uh, uh, and I was like, that was probably like one of the lowest moments um, I felt because I was like, this guy, like I fell in love with playing basketball watching Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Toronto. He's from, he's in Toronto. We're a real team. It's, we're legitimate now. We got this superstar player that's taking the lead by storm. Uh, and, uh, and he doesn't want to play for us. And like the news, all the news about him at that time was really, really horrible. Like, yeah. oh, I don't want to dunk. Uh, I don't, I don't think they care about me. Yada, yada, yada. Like the Toronto news, news was really killing him. Uh, and he wasn't doing himself any favors as well. Um, so that's probably, I remember when he got traded. I was actually at the movies, and, <laughs> and uh, I forget what movie it was, but it was probably horrible. Uh, and uh, I just remember seeing what we got for him, and I'm like, "Who? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Who is Al- Alonso and Eric and, and Aaron Williams? And one of them doesn't want to come? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is this is trash." Um, so. Uh, that's probably my lowest point. The other one was, uh, you know, every year we played Cleveland, uh, any single year we played Cleveland uh, in the semifinals, you know, and it's getting swept uh, when I thought we were going to make it to the finals or the 4-2. It's tough. Just really, really tough losses. You know? yeah. I, um, man, yeah, that, that Vince trade, I remember watching on Global News, Jim Taddy coming on the TV uh, and, and relaying the info. And it was... Uh, it was a lot to handle for someone who was 12 years old at the time. I, I hated it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find what movies were in the theaters on Friday, December 14th, the day or 17th, the day the trade went down. Was it a series of unfortunate events that you were seeing? Was it Spanglish? No, nope. <laughs> nope. Not that either. No, but keep going. Keep okay, going. Yeah, I'll go to the previous week. Uh, <laughs> we've got beyond the sea. We've got oceans 12. We've got oceans 12. It was, was Ocean's it? 12. There you go. It was Ocean's 12. Yeah, movie it about was, a heist. Which wasn't that bad. Which wasn't no. that bad. The heist was won by, of course, you know, the Nets. But, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Babcock. I mean, I mean, 
was that Babcock? Was that ba- was that a Babcock deal or was that? That was Rob was Babcock. Yes. After I think yeah. after Vince said he didn't want to be traded anymore, Doug Smith was on like two weeks ago talking about this and how, like, eventually Jesus Vince Christ. was like, "No, I'll stay," and then Babcock was like, mm, "No, we'll do it." Rest in yeah. peace, Rob Babcock. But man. Please go away forever. Oh my god. And I was like, I was like, why did they invite him to be a part of Minnesota? I'm like, why is he still involved in basketball at all? <laughs> uh, like you guys are clearly just a boys club that are just recycling talent because I you never made a good deal. You you drafted Rafael Arujo at, at a very high number. What is going on? Like, how did you how did it last this long? Mm-hmm. Um uh, Jesus, hindsight, 2020, of course. Nice <laughs> Sorry, having, Rob, uh... you suck. <laughs> Rest in peace to a, to a real one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it is nice having real management now. It's wonderful. And that leads me to what I want to get to in the final part of the show. But first, Denz, uh, we should tell the people about uh, Locked on NBA, which is covering every single day the NBA from all angles, talking about Daryl Morey, talking about the return of the NBA plans, that that should be covered in depth on Friday because we should know by Friday what the hell the season's going to look like. So go check out Locked on NBA every single day on the Locked on Podcast Network. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, Dents. Uh, let's take a look at the offseason here, man. There's a lot going on. I'm curious f- yep. to hear from you as a, as a big Raptors fan. Like, What's your ideal offseason here for the Raptors? We can start with Fred if you want, because that's obviously the big one. Um, what's, your sort yeah. of, what's, what's your view on that? Okay. Uh, I have a I have some mixed emotions on this one because uh, I believe the approach should just be staying pat. Like I I am not building my team, the Raptors, as the presence of the Raptors. Guys, I am not building my team for this year. I'm building it for my man Giannis to come home. Come home, Giannis. I know this is not your home, but it can be, <laughs> and, and you fit right in. Like we have a we're, we're built for him. We're built for you. Um, but there's a lot of cool free agents that are out there. I think we should retain Fred. Um, I think Fred wants to be here as well. Um, and uh, we're going to have to pay him. It is what it is. Right. And if we can get him on like a three year deal, it'd be kind of nice mm-hmm. um, because I feel like if we can get him on less years uh, it, like similar to how we got Lowry for less years, but just maybe a little bit more money, um, it might benefit us uh, for flexibility in the future. Um, I just don't want to give up that max cap space for Giannis to come home. Uh, and that's it, because he needs to come home. We have all these pieces that I think are great to have, and we might just get rid of one piece as well, depending on how this news breaks out about him. <laughs> but uh, but uh, um, uh, 
and the other thing on the just on the optimism side from a nostalgic side is hey Damar, why don't you just come home yes <laughs> why don't you just come home Damar, why don't you just come home you got a player option on a team that unfortunately you'll never fit you will never fit this team uh you know a team you might fit with fight it fit in with the toronto, the toronto raptors it might be a good fit for you actually so uh on a deal like fred so, so, so on a deal like Fred, on a short-term deal with some money. Uh, but there's some cool free agents out this year. Uh, but I don't predict a lot of crazy movement on, like, signings, but maybe on, like, trades, uh, if that's a thing. Uh, I think people are kind of weary about, like, where we are money-wise, uh, uh, where the league is money-wise, and, like, what type, what's the salary cap going to be and all that type of stuff before they really be making these decisions. Um now, of course, they are. Uh, as, a, as a GM of the Toronto Raptors, I am. <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, it'd be interesting. I, I just think we just kind of need to shore up that three spot uh, and find oh, with one or two positions. So uh, it was a glaring issue for us uh, in this playoffs that we don't have like that, that person with that killer instinct that could kind of uh, score when we need them to score now. Uh, and that's what Kawhi brought. Over his defense, which was which was kind of overrated in my opinion, but uh, oh, he was, he, like he the, was able to score. Defender on that team, he was, he was fine. Yeah, he, he wasn't amazing. OG was better he than was him not. this year than he was as a than Kawhi was as a Raptor for sure. That's it. But like people, I'm just on a separate note. People play up Kawhi's defensive ability, but like anybody, I just feel like watching like most of the Raptors' games, like he just takes off a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. Like he takes off a lot of plays because he's saving it for the offensive side. So we like you're just like a literally net average on that defensive side, man. Stop playing. Like so stop playing. Stop playing. We're not, you're not, you're not that great. People need to stop. Maybe, maybe when you're locked in, I guess. But uh yeah, I mean, but you're not locked in for the whole hey, game. I think I think I feel like Giannis would feel like Kawhi's a good defender. Um <laughs> but yeah. Oh but, gosh. Yeah. I mean so Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons might feel like he's an okay defender. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but uh, uh yeah, I'm pretty sure he's good when he's locked in, but like if are you a good defender if you're good on a player or are you supposed to be playing defense for the whole game? I don't know. Uh, I'm watching you give up plays and watching you walk back on defense and watching like you're not on the best player on the team uh, all game. So, I mean, who's the best? So, 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 uh, and it is what it is. And I, sorry for going on a tangent. Um, I think, uh, I think, uh, like I don't really see anything out there that is, that is really enticing for the Raptors on like, for free agents, you know, like yeah. I mean, Gordon Hayward, like he's gonna opt in. Okay. He's gonna opt in. I mean, uh, Harold uh, is a interesting player, but he's not really good at defense at all. He's just a hustle guy, which may fit in with us, but he needs to get paid this year, or he'll never get paid again. Uh, and uh, kind of like the Kenneth, the Kenneth Reed thing. I feel about I get that vibe from him. Um, and like, who else is out there? Like, there's not many. Man. Uh, uh... There's not many people out there. It's a bad market, and like the Raptors, a like you said, they want to maintain twenty twenty one flexibility. So I think just bringing back their own dudes and finding some flyers, like Harry Giles, That's is it. the one that Blake has talked me into. Uh, go get Harry Giles; he's good. But um, Kentucky, Kentucky, I feel like he played for Kentucky. He was Harry Duke. Giles, or I think was it? Duke. Yeah. Duke. Okay, yeah. Dukey. Uh, Which you don't love. He hasn't had a great run. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't had a great run. But it's the Kings, man. Everyone on the Kings is tainted. <laughs> I feel I feel like it's the water. I don't know what it is, but uh, like De'Aaron Fox has somehow managed to be good despite the Sacramento 
toxicity. If he were on any other team, he'd be like Dame with defense. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, It's crazy. Like, how are they able to make the wrong choice like all the time? Mm -hmm. Like every single every single year, like they're able to make the wrong choice. Like Like when they're they're even in the good years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hey, we got all these solid picks but you know what we're gonna pick right joey graham (laughs) got him we got him we got our guy and uh, (laughs) and charlie the villanueva at the end who had a fantastic year second in the running for uh for rookie of the year that year um hey man got him tj ford got him tj ford i remember tj (laughs) of course you do he was great he was the best point guard they had until kyle Yeah, it was a it was an interesting transition because when Kyle brought brought in like he was like Jose was kind of like established firm right and Kyle mm-hmm. was having a little bit of like a rocky career at that point in time I think he came from was it the Rockets at that time or was he yeah in it was the Rockets uh, for yeah. the pick that became Stephen Adams yeah yeah, yeah. trade <laughs> it's a good it's a great trade uh, and uh, and it's like Kyle. Like at the time, he still could have went any way in his career, and like he really, really found himself in Toronto. He really found himself. Like he's an elite point guard. He doesn't get enough love. I don't know why he's not on any all NBA third teams. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like especially even on, even on defense. Like why why is this guy this guy leads every league in charges leads every year in charges or at least top two top three uh, and changes the whole defensive momentum for the team every game. We can we can watch it when we watch their games and this guy's not considered for defensive teams. It's crazy. It's literally crazy. It's disrespectful. Um, much love to Kyle Lowry forever. You're talking to the most pro Kyle Lowry uh, person in the world. Maybe uh, I feel yeah, like every absolutely. Raptors fan thinks they are that, but that speaks to how rad Kyle Lowry is. Um, yeah. Dens man, I could talk to you all day, but unfortunately cannot talk to you all day. Cause you have other things to do, like promote an album. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, before we go here, tell people about the album. And again, let's remind people where they can find it. Uh, the album's name is the ends. Uh, I'm in a band named the OBGMs. It stands for the Ooh baby. Gimme mores. I don't know why we made our name that, uh, <laughs> but we did, <laughs> but we did it. Uh, we did it. Uh, and here we are 12 years later. Uh, still with the same name. Uh, it's going to be out on Friday. That's tomorrow, uh, October the 30th. Uh, all streaming platforms. Feel free to pre-save, pre-add, uh, buy vinyl, buy CDs, whatever. We're all here at the OBGMs on everything. That's the OBGMs. Uh, and I think you'll enjoy the album. Like I, I feel like every musician, uh, like they have their iconic piece of work. Um, and I feel like this is the work I was meant to do when I picked up the guitar. Like. I made it. I finally made the album I really wanted to make, and it's perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. The I tracks that are out, man, uh, they all yeah. kick ass. Everyone should Thank go you. listen to the album. It's wonderful. And Dens, we will have to have you back again uh, to talk about uh, the Raptors' second championship, or probably before then, because you rule, man. And I wish you guys nothing but success. I hope this album uh, blows you guys up the way you deserve to be, because you guys rule. Everyone, go and listen. Uh, that is going to do it for today's podcast. Huge thanks to Dens for coming on the podcast. And uh, we will, uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. We have uh, a whole week of shows coming up next week as we get closer to the draft. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah, that, that's about all I got. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Go listen to the ends and we will talk to you again on Monday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 